This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of May 20th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Vince. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's Bryant. (laughs) This week, we speak to the man who broke the news about the XFL's return a month before the formal press conference announcement. This is episode 16. We're getting the scoop. And this week, guys, our guest is Brad Shepard, who broke the news a full month before the XFL press conference. Brad Shepard, a freelance journalist, will be on the show today to talk about everything that went into him fi- finding out the official word that the XFL was coming back, him getting out in front of it, and the XFL not being too happy about it. It's quite the conversation, and uh, it's you're definitely, definitely not going to want to miss it. It's coming up in just a little bit here on This is the XFL Show. Guys, uh, first of many guests we plan on getting, uh, Brad Shepard, everyone's going to hear our conversation with him, and... We, we get into a lot with him, huh, Jake? I mean, from, from how he broke the news to where this thing is going. And we're going to, I think people are going to be surprised at someone who's really making it a point each and every single day to try to find out information and how tough he's finding it. Oh, definitely. A little behind the scenes stuff, a little looking towards the future stuff, a little optimist, you know, optimistic thoughts, a, a little frustration with, you know, uh, lack of the XFL promoting themselves, you know, and others championing them. But, you know, there's going to be a breaking point to everything. Very fun segment full of rumor and innuendo and social media talk, which Brian's uh, really excited about. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, meeting Brad for the first time, great, you know, great worker, it seems like, in his profession. I just really enjoyed Brad the fan, though. He seems to just really want the XFL to be good. And come around, he's really excited. That's true. I mean, Brad, Brad has invested this uh, professionally and personally, which is something that I really enjoyed. You're really giddy about our conversation with Brad Shepard this week. You were so happy <laughs> to find someone who wasn't talking about the AAF really at all when we were talking XFL. <laughs> I think that's what you enjoyed. But uh, we do have to get into this week's news. And unfortunately for you, Brian, the AAF is in the news again because two cities were announced this week. Uh, As of, well, this is Thursday, so it hasn't been officially announced yet, but on Friday at noon Pacific time uh, in Arizona, they're announcing Phoenix as a city for the Alliance of American Football. But earlier in the week, Salt Lake City was announced, and they have a coach, and that'll be Dennis Erickson, formerly of the University of Miami, Seattle Seahawks, Oregon State, the 49ers. Arizona State. He's retired twice and he's coming back out of retirement to coach the Salt Lake City franchise for the AAF that will place at Rice. They'll play at Rice Eccles Stadium, Jake. Um, yeah, I believe Salt Lake City. I mean, somebody correct me unless I'm wrong. I thought Salt Lake City was one of our potentials that we discussed. It was. We shot it down no, and we, it yeah. was. Yeah, we talked about Utah 
and we shot that down. And it seems like the AAF's going to a lot of the cities we shot down as maybe being uh, not ready for football, but definitely cities we knew that were starved for football. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, we there were a lot of potentials in every region that that we discussed. So you know, well, we thing, did hit some of the big markets. The thing about the AAF is they're in Rice Eccles, they're in Sun Devil Stadium, they're at UCF's stadium. They're really in with the colleges and their and their uh, their buildings. So that's something that we were saying the XFL should steer clear of. So, but maybe for the AAF, a college stadium is perfect. We still, I still don't think a college place would be right for the XFL in most cases. Well, I think also those. I mean, those buildings are probably going to be mostly empty. You got to remember, financially speaking, this might be the best bet for them, just because college stadiums more so than any than NFL stadiums are pretty much empty in the off season. I mean, they, they get used what five six times a year. Depends on what college you're talking about, in there or something like that. Yeah, but, you know that's that's about it. So it might be financially probably could get them on the cheap uh, to get them to to use them. So we've got Salt Lake City and Phoenix announced for the AAF this week, and of course, remember the Alliance of American Football planning on starting on February the ninth, twenty nineteen. They've got more than half the cities announced, and they're they're cooking. The XFL, uh, not as much information, but hey. The last couple of weeks, compared to the last three months, have been full of stuff coming from the XFL. Rumors about Orlando and a, an actual tweet this week. They had a damn tweet this week, guys. At XFL 2020, they tweeted out, it all kicks off in early 2020. Which eight U.S. cities would you pick to host? Hashtag XFL teams and why? Question mark with a football emoji. They finally did it, Jake. I don't even have to ask you the question this week sarcastically. They tweeted. They did. And I feel like we've already put in the work. You know, we've done the hard lifting here. We've gave them eight teams. So why don't they just announce them already, right? <laughs> I, I tweeted out from our from the uh, social media account on Twitter, at XFL Show Forest, guys. I said, hey, we already did this. Eight cities. We, we whittled it down to the best ones. Go listen to the episodes. And remember, if you're listening to this show right now, go back to our archives. We did a whole series on the best possible cities for the XFL. We did four episodes on each region in the United States and where we could place teams. We came down to the eight best ones. So go listen to that. And that's back in the archives. But the XFL tweeting out, asking what cities fans want to see teams playing in. That's a start, Bryant. That's some social media activity. I feel like uh, volcanoes are erupting all over the world right now. The XFL is one of them. Jake, I may need your help with this reference, but this is kind of like fly fishing where they're like casting, but they're bringing it back real quick, like right skipping across the water. Threw yeah. something out there. Hopefully something will look, if not. Life. Yes. But uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. If I'm a fish in the water, if I see that, I'm hooked already, even though I can't grab it quite yet. So That's, a, that's some good bait right there. <laughs> it might that's not be a night crawler, but you're going to take a nibble on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, ta- the I'll o- take it for now, for sure. The other uh, seismic activity from the XFL is a leaked uh, survey that David Bixenspan of Deadspin commented on and you know he's doing a good job of really giving all the information of the xfl over on deadspin but also if you read it there i'm sure you're going to find a little bit more negative leaning towards towards the league and if that's your cup of tea uh you know deadspin some people really are turned off by it i've been reading it for years and i just know you know what you're getting with them a lot of sarcastic uh and a lot of uh, negativity when it comes to certain things and if it doesn't line up with whatever they believe in. So the XFL is getting kind of negative press over there, but they have good information. David Bixenspan talking about last week, at least, that it doesn't seem 
even though he was one of the first people perpetuating that it might not be happening, he said it doesn't seem like the XFL is falling apart because of the AAF. Uh, He said it's very much alive. A survey came out, though, and that one was leaked by none other than Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Jake. And this survey is chock full of all sorts of good stuff. Can you read us some of the things that were that were included in the survey? Uh, Oh, yes. And uh, just, you know, full disclosure, uh, Bryant is a big fan of Dave Meltzer. So (laughs) I know he's he's sitting back quietly and giving giving me the honors. Of, uh, uh, of of doing this. So, of course, you know, different ideas to, you know, speed up the game, you know, uh, talking about kickoffs, timeouts, uh, how long the play clock is going to be, you know, is it going to be a continuous clock like yeah. soccer? The, 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 the craziest thing from that survey that came out was something about no more face masks on yeah, helmets. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the, you know, the one. And, I mean, if you, gotta, if you think about it, Coming from Vince McMahon, it's not crazy. I mean, he's always no. You know, none of this is supposedly he was always you know against mass wrestlers because you can't see their faces, you know, <laughs> uh, you know yeah. st- stuff like that. Uh, you know, there's that old adage of uh, you know if you want everybody to you know drive really safe, put a big spike in the middle of the steering wheel. You, you remove the face mask, and you know maybe people aren't you know they're going to think about those hits. Yeah, Tom Brady would be a bigger star if they didn't have that damn face mask. We can all see his beautiful face. Um, yeah, I, I, that's something to think about. There's so much other stuff in here. And this week also, the big news in the United States, at least, is that gambling on sports is legalized, basically. It's going to be popping up in a state near you very quick. If you're in New Jersey, I mean, in the next month or two, you're going to be betting on games and, and daily fantasy and all that. So that's going to really benefit the XFL. And that's going to be something they might even utilize in an app. And guys, this is, there's so much from that survey. And with the big Supreme Court ruling this week, that's an entire show that I think we need to save for next week's show because we have a big guest this week, Bryant. We do? Of course. Brad Shepard, come on. Bring him on. Let's talk about him. Brad Shepard, man. Here we go. So. Everybody, next week, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court ruling and gambling in this survey from the XFL. But this week, we have a very special guest. His name is Brad Shepard, and he broke the news an entire month before the Vince McMahon press conference. And we had a conversation with him. We're about to play for you. The insight into what, how, how crazy, crazy confidential everything regarding the XFL is being kept. And Brad is his, he is I'd say he might be at the very front boots on the ground in terms of journalists fighting for information for us, Jake. He is on the battlefield right now. He's fighting this good fight, and uh, we are privileged to talk to him. Would you say he's he's probably the number one super soldier when it comes to getting trying to get information from this league? Oh, I would say, and especially you know after the audience hears this, uh, why are you teasing him so much? Just play the interview. All right, here we go, Brad Shepard. Our interview with the journalist that broke the news about the XFL's return. He is a super soldier in the battle for information from the XFL. He's a super journalist, and you're going to hear him right now on This is the XFL Show. And now it's time to go to the first guest in the history of This is the XFL Show. And I think who better than the guy who initially broke the news about the return of the XFL to be our very first guest. 
His name is Brad Shepard. He's the managing editor at Bodyslam.net, a sports writer for No Coast Bias. And a month, over a month before the XFL had their whole press conference, that very memorable press conference, Brad Shepard had the scoop. And we're going to get the scoop from him today on This is the XFL Show. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, man, I want to start right at the beginning. You tweeted in December that the XFL would be returning. There'd be an announcement coming. And then in January, on January 25th, that press conference happened. I want to know, though, how long had you heard rumblings about an XFL return before you tweeted it out and you felt confident enough in your sources to send that out? Yeah, great question. So there had been rumblings for quite a while. And uh, Vince McMahon actually got the itch to bring back the XFL when he did the uh, 30 for 30 special on the XFL with ESPN. And so, you know, during that time over the summer, there had been some rumblings like, you know, maybe it was considering, you know, bringing it back. But nothing concrete, obviously, until more towards the wintertime. And, uh, you know, obviously in December, uh, I felt confident enough that it was going to happen for sure. And what lengths do you you know of that Vince McMahon went to keep that a secret? You got it a whole month in advance, but I have to believe that he had stuff in place before December. Did you find it hard to find out whatever information you got in December, the month before you you sent out the tweet? Yeah, so the level of detail I had as far as knowing it would return and also knowing the date they may announce it on, uh, so that that uh, obviously is something that re- you know would require a great source and uh, not something that you would hear through the rumor mill or through you know it, it's something where uh, they try to keep close to their hand so to speak you know it's not something obviously they wanted out you know frankly they probably weren't very pleased when I did announce it but. <laughs> You know, in a weird way, I think it actually helps them because it generated a lot of buzz uh, from fans who wanted to see it come back. And it almost kind of created an interest leading up to the press conference that, frankly, may not have been there before. So I actually think in a weird way it helped them. But, uh, yeah, they probably weren't too happy about it. Yeah, you're a hell of a promoter, Brad. I know I was excited for about a month waiting for that to happen in January. (laughs) Uh, Brad, this is Jake, and I-, I wanted to ask you a question. It seems like the trend in you know all of entertainment right now, whether you're talking you know m- movies or-, or TV, is to revive or reboot something from many years ago that you know doesn't exist anymore. Maybe for a good reason, or maybe for a bad reason. Just you know, a few examples. Take you know Roseanne on TV. That's back. Blade Runner. They made another movie. You know, out, out of nowhere. Uh, do you think this was just? You know, did that have anything to do with swaying the XFL to try to make a return? Or was this the right time for it to happen? Well, I think as far as timing goes, there's going to be probably no better time in history for the XFL to succeed than now. So I think it was one of those kind of just, you know, the timing seemed to align. uh, And and so there'll never be a better time, probably. Uh, you've got, you know, it's certainly a political climate right now, hyper-political. And so there's that aspect of the kneeling controversy in the NFL. So that's part of it. Uh, but part of it as well is just, frankly, the rules of the NFL. And for some people, it's just overly complex and not fan-friendly. And nobody knows what a catch is. And 
I think you saw a lot of that, for example, in the NFL playoffs this past season, you know, and I, and I think it's just frustrating. And so, you know, for different reasons, I think right now the, um, you know, the timing is there for it to succeed if it's going to. And so in that aspect, yeah, I think that was the motive. And frankly, just Vince knowing, you know, knowing personally Vince, you know, and in, in how he thinks and operates, it's, it was a failure for him. He wants to be successful outside of the world of WWE. That's really something he's never done. And so, you know, for him, this is a personal thing. He wants to be able to be successful outside of WWE, I think. And, uh, and he's willing, obviously, to spend a lot of his own money to make this happen. Yeah, and Vince McMahon, uh, you know, we all know, does not take failure lightly or, you know, won't even accept it. Maybe that's why it's coming back again. Uh, you know, Brad, I, I want to. This is Bryant, and I want to talk to you as Bryant the fan because when I heard the XFL was coming back, I I got giddy. Right, I was a huge fan. It kind of brought me back to my teenage years. Uh, did you meet this kind of excitement too, or were you a fan back in two thousand one when it all uh, came about, or is this just you know another story for you? <laughs> That's a great question. It's actually not just another story for me. It's something I actually watched myself. Uh, so I'm a big football fan and I did watch the XFL and, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I was a fan of it and I was excited as well because again, I think, you know, there is the right timing and I think frankly, people love football and, you know, there's a long period of time during the year where there is no football and, and everything these days seems to be content over everything you know, pushing out more and more content. Well, you've got this entire period where football fans have this appetite for football and they don't have it until the NFL season begins. And uh, I think that's a great time for a a league like the XFL to get in there and fill that gap uh, where the NFL is in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I went to, I think it was three games. I was at the Million Dollar Game here. I'm I'm, I'm West Coast based in the L.A. area, so it was great. Uh, do you know of any other cities? Is L.A. on that list? Have you heard any rumblings on cities other than, obviously, Orlando that we heard a couple weeks ago? Well, there's certainly some ideal markets, and they're keeping the potential locations very close to their vest. They're not, uh, there's not a lot of talk about that at all, um, So, which is very interesting. And, and I guess, you know, good for them, but... You know, I think anytime you look at where a potential team is going to be, you have to look at where they had teams before, right? I mean, that just makes sense. It's a possibility. Obviously, you could see a team again in Chicago and the New York, New Jersey market. Obviously, Orlando they're interested in. Um, Vegas now with the Raiders going there, I'm not so sure about that one. But certainly that opens up an opportunity for Oakland. Um, And, you know, obviously San Diego as well and, you know, there's, there's, um, I think there's a market in in Texas somewhere, maybe San Antonio. There's, there's some big cities there that don't have an NFL team that they could hit. Uh, there's St. Louis. You know, I think there's the Raleigh, North Carolina area where you know they have the Panthers based out of Charlotte, but Raleigh's a big city also that could use a, a football team as well. You know, Oakland and Portland and Memphis and. Oklahoma City and probably Hartford. And what about Hawaii? Wouldn't that be interesting? What about a team in Hawaii on the mainland? <laughs> that would be crazy, especially with all the volcanic <laughs> activity there right now. But no, that's yeah, a, you bring up a good that, point. <laughs> you bring up a good point, that, Brad. <laughs> and, that and, could add to the production element. 
Yeah, exactly. It looked beautiful on TV. Uh, but, you know, you bring up all the cities and we, we actually went through each region and went over every city. And there's all sorts of criteria you think that m- they might work in their favor. But all of this is kind of tough to think about whenever you see uh, an entire other football league coming to fruition. And it's going to undercut uh, by a whole year what the XFL is trying to do. And that's the AAF. And the big question everybody's asking right now about the XFL isn't, really what cities it's going to be in. The million-dollar question right now is, is it actually going to happen? Yeah, the uh, AAF was a major curveball. And so I talked to a representative of AAF, and uh, I was trying to, to figure out, you know, what their thought process was because, you know, it appeared at least that they were only giving themselves a year to prepare for the launch of the league which I thought was very interesting because that was clearly one of the failures of the initial XFL. They didn't have enough time to properly prepare. And, uh, and so when I spoke to the, the person representing the AAF, they actually said that they had been uh, in the process of organizing this for a year prior. So they're actually going to have two years of preparation before they launch. Uh, so if that's the case, this is actually something that Charlie Ebersol has been working on uh, for a long time. I, I would assume so. I, I've been saying, I think I'm part of the conspiracy theory group that thinks Charlie Ebersol probably saw his dad doing this in 2001 and it you know fell apart and he's always been thinking, man, we, if only we did this and that. He makes the documentary probably to pick the brains out of Vince McMahon and, and his dad and everyone else. And now here we go. He has his own league. And I'm sure you've seen some of the conspiracies out there. Charlie Ebersol has been plotting and planning for years. Uh, the XFL and the AAF, maybe they're one and the same. Do you subscribe to any of these? And do you, do you at least understand why these are kind of coming up and why people might think the XFL maybe was just announced to get people more excited about the AAF and take that more seriously? Well, you know, I don't know necessarily what to believe. I think it's good, obviously, to, to stay open-minded and question everything just as a general principle. But, you know, I, I think the XFL is planning on happening. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but it's very interesting. I mean, one of the things that was standing out to me right away when they announced the AAF was, you know, all of the NFL players that they were bringing in to uh, help with the league, you know, uh, you got Troy Polamalu and Justin Tuck and Heinz Ward and, you know, Bill Polian and all these big NFL names are actually going in to help the AAF, you know, at, and there could be another conspiracy theory. Maybe the NFL has sent the AAF to kill the XFL. There's, yeah. there's a new one for you. Yeah, I mean, injection. Yeah, that could the, <laughs> the NFL could be behind it, and it does feel like to me, it feels like the AAF is propping itself up to be kind of a minor league to the NFL, a place where, well, think about it in in, in not just America but worldwide, we have. I think five or six pretty big time pro wrestling promotions with weekly shows and they're all pretty much thriving these days. Why wouldn't football be able to do that in America with one or two leagues and the AAF setting itself up to kind of be uh, a minor league, but also a fun kind of different league. And maybe it'll have NFL support. It seems like with all the uh, big names from the NFL, they have involved. It already is kind of NFL light whereas the XFL is more the renegade brand, but I think all three can thrive. Where do you come out on that? Do you think there's room for three football, I guess, promotions or leagues in the United States? Sure. I think, obviously, football is 
extremely popular in the United States. And again, that that window where there's no NFL, I think absolutely, as, as long as you're not competing directly with the NFL and your games are during the NFL offseason, I think there's absolutely room. Brad, we're going to put you on the spot right here because everybody has an opinion. If you had to, you know, look into the future and predict what is going, to, you know, what's going to happen with the XFL? Do you see it sticking around for only one season? Do you see it sticking around for maybe five seasons? You know, if they had to make another 30 for 30 on the XFL version two, what do you think that's going to look like? Well, I think only Vince can make it succeed or fail. And he has to learn the lessons of yesterday, right? Those things that didn't work the first time, he can't do those again. Uh, And so in that regard, a lot of that is in the hands of Vince. Now, Vince obviously wants to make it work, so I don't see it only lasting a season because this time it's not NBC with 50% ownership and it's not NBC saying we're not going to televise your games anymore because of the ratings. So now WWE has the opportunity to do things they couldn't before, like streaming and the WWE Network. So they have a lot of options as far as how you could watch the games more than ever. Uh, So for that reason alone, if Vince is willing to put his money into it, I absolutely think they can last longer than a season. A different world than than back in 2001 for sure. sure. I think there's a lot more room for success all over the place. Like you said, with streaming there, Brad, I, I... I agree with you 100%. I think all three, at the end of the day, are going to be around in the next couple of years while everyone's so pessimistic. But I know, Brian, you've been complaining about the lack of social media from the XFL, so you were even getting worried until this week. Yeah, Brad, how, how finally something. I mean, we haven't seen anything from the XFL since the announcement, basically. And they tweeted. They gave us something today, just a little snippet. I mean, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't even news, but I mean, it was something, right? Yeah, it was something that's important. And actually, you bring up a great point that I was going to make myself. I mean, they went three and a half months without a single tweet. You can't do that when you've got to leverage social media to develop interest and maintain interest in your product as you wait for the the launch of the league. You've got to stay active. You've got to keep the fans engaged. And you can't go that long without interacting with your fans on social media. Now, granted, I know they probably have like three, I think like three employees. I mean, it's, you know, but uh, look, I'm trying to get them to do an interview and, you know, they don't even have anybody, you know, who can do that. I mean, (laughs) you know, they need to be more prepared. They need to start ramping it up and be more open to the sports media because there are people that want to spread the word of the XFL and talk about it, you know, and, and they've got to get the fans engaged and they've got to do a better job of that or it's going to be a disaster. That's why we started this whole podcast, Brad. We're, we want to start talking about it. And really, they have no official representatives, like you said. And uh, right. good thing we have people like you who got their ear to the ground and we we're able to reach out to and have here as our first guest here in our, our 16th episode. We basically started as soon as, as quickly as we could after the announcement. And uh, here we are, man. We thank you for being our very first guest. Before we let you go today, though, is there any kind of juicy nugget, a rumor you could give us that you've heard lately about the XFL? They tweeted out today, so the the monster is alive. Something's about to happen. I could feel it. Yeah, something's about to happen, and if I hear anything, I will certainly let you guys know, but they have been super tight with information ever since I broke the original story. Uh, again, they weren't very happy about it. So they're keeping it very tight uh, to a very exclusive group. Uh, I definitely think over the next few months, by by the summertime, some big news will come out for sure, and we'll start to see a lot more teams announced in the next several months. 
But for now, it's uh, it's a very, very tight-lipped thing. Especially all over social media, too, man. They just got – it's crazy to think someone would be so they, – they, they would be so hesitant to even – reach out on social media but it's an interesting tactic let's hope that it all actually happens but as more things develop man we'll definitely reach back out and uh can you let everyone know where they could find you brad because we follow you all over social media basically when i do my xfl rounds you're one of the first people i go to where can people find you you can find me on twitter at the brad shepherd s-h-e-p-a-r-d and uh, from there you can look at my twitter page and get all my links to all my work but you know, I certainly plan on covering the XFL uh, each week as it happens, and I certainly plan on posting exclusive news as it comes to me in the XFL as well. Brad, thanks so much, man, for being our very first guest on This is the XFL Show. I'm honored. Thank you guys so much. What do you think of our very first guest, guys? Brad Shepard, huh? You know what I like is that he's in the trenches, you know, even deeper than us. But I also get the sense that, you know, he's yearning for news just like we are. And he's, you know, getting to a point where if he doesn't hear something soon, uh, you know, that's that's really bad news. Yeah, that's that's the main thing I took from that is that we do this show every week. We gather the news that that is out there. We're not, you know, trying to get dirt or anything. We're we're just like anyone else, just doing our, our due diligence on the internet and and social media. But he's call making calls and he's trying to get official words from people in at Alpha Entertainment. And when a guy like that has pretty much as much info as us, Bryant. I mean, that tells you just how close everything is being kept to the vest from the XFL. Yeah, it's almost unbelievable how how it seems like they just don't want anybody to know. Is this all going to come out at one time? And Brad, you know, kudos to him for getting that info. However, he got it because uh, it doesn't seem like any other info is going to be coming out anytime soon from now, anybody. Here's the here's the argument you can make, though. So this is where I understand where the XFL is coming from because a big thing. Uh, in any kind of promotion is building anticipation and one thing we weren't able to get uh, into with Brad there because we did get into so much and we're going to have him back on for sure but is the XFL at this point still building anticipation or are they losing steam and are they falling behind because when you think especially when you had nothing to compare it to there was no AAF you take that out maybe the anticipation's building but with the AAF there we're just for people are just forgetting about the XFL. There is no anticipation. I fear. I think it's plateaued right now. I don't. I don't think you know it's going downhill yet. But yeah. clearly, you know. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but myself, I'm not. I'm not yearning. You know, I'm. I'm holding on to the very edge right yeah, now. Like you, hoping yeah, that like you said. Like you said, Jake earlier, people are just wanting information. If it doesn't happen soon, then we'll probably start seeing it taper. It doesn't even have to be good information. Or well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> tell me something. Tell me something boring. Show me a, a graph first. <laughs> Holy uh, crap! We got tweet today. We the got tweet, something today. We talked tweet, about it. Yeah, the tweet we'll that came right. out this week. It, that something once a day, something like that. Just basic social media interaction from you know, a, a company like this, it would, would just make so much sense. It's not, you're not giving any information away. You could just tweet out a picture of a football. <laughs> you guys just know I'm not exactly let us know you're alive. alive. <laughs> I'm not exactly savvy on the internet, but even I tweet more than the XFL. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a problem if Jake's <laughs> tweeting more than That's the XFL for people to know me. 
even even retweeting uh, the XFL would do a good job there. But here's the last question I want to ask you guys this week. Do you think the tweet from this week was something out of desperation? I mean, we got four, five cities announced from from the AAF this week. Uh, I'll tell you this much. That one tweet from the XFL might have truncated any tweet that the AAF has tweeted other than their original <laughs> tweet. What, you're, you think that was a better tweet than having Heinz Ward in the bathroom announce that the AAF's coming <laughs> yeah. to Memphis was or that, wherever? That was throwing 340p wired. Come on. I mean, Ryan. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me, I, I, want, I did want to look at something. How many retweets or tweets did this tweet get? Let's see. Yeah, the XFL one? Uh, 431 retweets. When was it sent out? 1,200 comments. When was 1, it sent out? likes sent out six hours ago. Well, as well, of this, say, so well, this show, Thursday, this show, yeah, Thursday at noon, uh, noon Pacific. Okay, because this, because this, uh, full disclosure, this is the XFL show this week recorded on a Thursday, the day that tweet came out, and dropping on a Sunday. So probably a few more by the time the show gets out to the public, but. Yeah, there's there's people interested at least. There, I'm sure people have said, "Finally, my God!" I know I tweeted it out personally. Oh my God, a tweet! <laughs> but why, why? What what are you confused about? I mean, Vince McMahon's name's like at the very bottom of this, just randomly there. I don't know why. Oh yeah, you, oh you sounded I've super never confused. seen that before. Uh, is that are they adding Vince McMahon? Maybe on, on no, it's you not add an ad. Someone? Vince McMahon. It's almost like he tweeted it out. It's it's really weird. From his maybe it's from his personal Twitter. Yeah, maybe he made it on uh, uh, his own. Uh, maybe he made it on anyimage.io. I don't. I don't know what <laughs> Vince McMahon's using to tweet out uh, images, clickable images. But man, this is a fun, active week. Uh, Brad Shepard, everybody, follow him at the Brad Shepard. Like he said, he's got good scoops. We talked about David Bixenspan, who's more of a negative kind of uh, feed. If you want to follow the XFL, but very good information. Talked about the survey that he talked about on Deadspin earlier in the show. But, uh, guys, first guest in the books. One of many to come. Uh, as, as Brian said, Jake, good get. Good get. Yeah, great get. Um, you guys have anything else to say as we get out of here? More tweets. More tweets. More <laughs> tweets. Jake? He's not talking to you, although we would give like me, to see Give me boring more. information, please. <laughs> I, at this point, I want to see more tweets from the XFL, and I'm always asking Jake for more tweets. So, everybody, thanks for listening this week to This is the XFL Show. If you want to download the show, you can find it on any podcast app. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the XFL Show. Tell your friends if they're football fans, they're going to have to subscribe to the show because they're going to love it. I know it. And when, especially, Jake, you're always saying, just wait till 2020 and we have actual games to talk about. We're, oh, we're, my. We're a day closer. It's going to be here sooner or later. Also, go to the website. This is the XFL show.com. And of course, Bryant's got us all over social media at XFL show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For Bryant, for Jake and our guest, Brad Shepard, this week, I'm Alan. We'll see you next week on This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening and tweeting now. <laughs>